Spielman and Hooley, We Tackle Life podcast. My first thought was, what a cool place for Chris to play his high school football. It was the best. Now, we didn't have all that, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. it was relatively speaking, it was so awesome. And my first experience in there was uh, football player's utopia. I can't think yeah. of another word to describe it. It just, that's the way it was. And I was very, very fortunate to play for Maslin. And I, yeah, you were. I still, I'm still struck by the uh, magnitude it's commitment of the friend. Maslin football experience. Yes, Big. and you get to you get to sort of follow in the same footsteps this week. I just now thought of this: Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. Yes. You go down to the franchise that Paul Brown brought to the NFL since the um, Bengals. That and I, I do want to say you talked about the indoor facility. There's a family in Maslin that has uh, been. Um, Big uh, supporters and donors to help that program be what it is, and it's the David family. Okay, and the patriarch no longer with us. It was Mr. Paul David. Now, interesting story. A lot like Mr. Wexner, Les Wexner's story. Mm-hmm. There used to be stores and malls called Camelot Music. Oh, uh, I remember Camelot Music very and, well from the Upper Valley Mall in Springfield. Yeah, this was the uh, founder of this, and Mr. David started selling albums out of the back of his car wow! and ended up, there was another franchise with Camelot that he also owned and uh, sons Jeffrey and Mark, and I don't know if there was another brother or not, uh, contributed uh, to that. Very humble people, Mm -hmm. very generous and giving people, committed to what Maslin is. And the unique thing about Maslin and I loved it and still do and pride myself. They do not apologize for being passionate about the high school football. In fact, their fundraising, uh, that the all the different booster clubs. Mm-hmm. One particular booster club, I'm sure you've heard of this. If not, it'd be a cool story for you to do. Um, Maslin, as you know, is not, Maslin City is, is not the most affluent area. In the world, Except there's the part there's, I stayed in. Well, you were in Jackson. Okay, Jackson Township. Yeah, well, it's, it's a little bit different. Woo-wee, I'll okay. say. Well, anyway, the point is they have this group called the Sideliners, and it's okay. It's almost like a big brother type of thing. Even those with uh, a father figure in a house, there was this guy that was assigned to this player, not just for the season, but throughout the year to check in on him, make sure he's wow. doing right. And it's a really cool program, and it really is. cool. And so they know how to do it there, and they do it right. As you know, um, Coach Moore invited, hey, have the playoffs here. The city does understand how to galvanize, and it's important. And it's funny when something's important to somebody, how much better the performance is. And I see that, and you can take that into life or in sports. I mean, I see that uh, every Sunday where – the team that wins, for whatever reason, that game and the game they're playing and the the, the moment at hand seems more important to them. Yeah. Uh, the best example I could have, which I have no idea why it just happens, it doesn't happen on purpose, was the Carolina Panthers, who were 3-7, and seven, playing with a backup quarterback, playing the Detroit Lions, who were 4-5 and five at the time, right in a playoff hunt. It looked like they didn't even want to be there. The Panthers. The Lions didn't want to Oh, the be Lions there. didn't want to the be Panthers there. won 20 to nothing. Oh, I thought you were talking about your – oh, that's right. That's right. That's okay, right. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, no, I, 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 thought, I thought the Panthers got shut out, but it was the Panthers that did the shutting out. Sorry, you're not speaking – you're not speaking. You listen to me. Sorry. I mean – I don't follow the NFL as closely as you do. There was a time where you would actually listen to what I would have to say on this show. I I know I you're listen. busy. I know you press pros, ninety eight ninety eight. I'm trying to think of everything that <laughs> I can. Big Ten podcast. Big Ten podcast kicked me out of here last week. We were in the middle of a spiritual discussion. Yeah, you're I didn't tapping kick your watch. I was trying to be funny and <laughs> fell flat. Uh, we have Buckeye hoops today. We have a Browns matchup against the woeful Jags to talk about. But let's start with your trip to Cincinnati for uh, Sunday's game, the Bengals and the Giants. Mm-hmm. The Bengals will be playing for the first time this season without Joe Burrow. And you have, you're have you at a disadvantage in your scouting because who came in Sunday? Ryan Finley? Ryan Finley from North Carolina okay. State. Do they have now who who do they pick up a backup? Do they have another they backup? Had Brandon Allen on practice squad. Brandon Allen has also started three games, quarterback for Mark Prince started okay. three games for 
Denver last year. Statistically speaking, Ryan Finley started three games. Brandon Allen started three games. Statistically speaking, uh, they're about the same. Uh, young, young guys and, okay. and thrown into the mix. Uh, who's ever the quarterback, I know one thing that has to improve. There's there's two things. I, I have this chart. I get the chart delivered on Tuesday mornings. Once I get that chart, I really kind of dive in the scouting report and what I'm looking for, uh, what they do well, what they need to get better on. Uh, they're an improving football team from the first time that I watched them this year. Uh, that game against the Browns, which most people in the state of Ohio watched early on in the year. They're an improving team. They're improving defensively. Uh, Von Bell's playing really well for them. Sam Hubbard's playing pretty well for them. Mackenzie Alexander, William Jackson. Uh, the guy that's kind of maybe hit a wall a little bit is Geno Atkins on the defensive side. Yeah. Uh, He's still there. They traded Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Carl Lawson's doing a, a decent job. They they play hard. They do, and it's it's good to see. Uh, where they really, really struggle, and to give any quarterback a chance is, I think, you know, offensive tackle, they're rotating guys in and out. Jonah Jackson has been solid. He missed two weeks. He was back last week. But if that guard center guard protection can be a little bit firmer, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it gives your quarterback a chance, right, when guys aren't at his feet. And, you know, Michael Jordan at – is starting left guard, and Michael Jordan's guy was the one that fell into Joe Burrow's knee. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but what? It's not. I mean, it happens a lot, right? It sure. happens. Sure. It's sure. you know. But I, nobody feels worse about this, I think, than the whole offensive line. Maybe there was a miscommunication. But until this team gets stronger in the middle of their offensive line. Uh, there's always going to be some issues. Now, Joe is doing a much better job of getting rid of the ball, and, and A.J. Green's playing pretty well, and Trey uh, T. Higgins and, and uh, Tyler Boyd, the oh, guy I love, Drew Sample, the tight end. They're missing their uh, best tight end, but Drew Sample playing pretty well. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, he is what he is, everything you, he I has. I like him. I uh, like him. Yeah, he's, but he's just a guy, but he's very serviceable. Mm -hmm. And the guy that I think, and obviously you're missing Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan. Now, I just think he needs to be challenged because he has ability. You remember at one point in time in his college career, mm -hmm. he had the record for the most yards rushed in the game, if I'm not mistaken, he right? Did. He did. I'll have to make sure we uh, – I'll have to send a text to my team because apparently I produced that show too. Yeah, well, with this. <laughs> always busy making – all sports and political content better and better. <laughs> it's a gift you have. It's very exhausting, though, producing three I'm, shows. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, what you mentioned, Von Bell. You mentioned uh, Michael Jordan. You mentioned Sam Hubbard. And then you talked about problems in the center of the Bengals' offensive line where Billy Price plays. Uh what do you see on tape for the former Buckeye, former first-round pick? I haven't seen him, so I don't know. I haven't seen wow, him. Wow, he played. There was a game he played that they won at home, and Zach Taylor was uh, talking about loves Billy Price's attitude, loves how he comes to work, loves that he's, you know. Great. He's not playing much. Okay. Well, I thought maybe he was since I just they've had injuries the on their offensive line. I just watched the uh, Pittsburgh game and the Washington football game. Now, did you game. say – you said Jonah Jackson. Jo the Bengals have Jonah Jackson? I did. did you I mean met, Jonah Williams? Uh, no, I meant Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Okay. Jonah, you Jackson. Said Jonah Jackson. Jonah's starting a left guard for uh, Detroit Lions. Yeah, so I thought my teams okay. are crossing. I thought, I thought Jonah was not. I didn't know that he was in Cincinnati. No, he's in Detroit starting okay. left guard. Thank okay. you again for yeah. another correction. You're welcome. How's he <laughs> playing with your Lions? Jonah? Yeah. He was playing pretty good. So last week, the whole the whole, the strength of the Lions was the offensive line. I mean, they were really good. They were the most consistent position group on that team. And then last week, they just got hammered, man. I mean, I I just there was nothing there. It was kind of like they were tired. Hmm. I, I I don't know. I just it it just uh, it's clear to me if I ever were to coach, which I won't, but if I ever were to coach, you mean again because you did yeah, coach? Once. Yes, I did. I don't count that, though. It's not real football. Arena football yeah. It's not real football. No, but if I were ever to uh, coach at any level, from Little League to the NFL, college, high school, whatever it may be, 
there's only one message that I would have because this is something that I've observed this year, and that's a great thing about football. We had Jim Trussell on years ago, and I asked him a question. He said, the great thing is that I always keep learning and adjust. Do you remember that when we had him? I don't, re- I don't remember that comment. I, I That will always stick with okay. me because I, I've been guilty, and I admit it. You know, I've been on this podcast, and I tell folks, hey, I tell you when I'm right, and I tell you when I'm wrong. And I've been guilty of thinking I know it all in football, and I don't. Hmm. And the one biggest lesson I learned this year, the biggest lesson I learned this year was the teams that are really, really good, really good, they don't play for coaches. They don't play for fans. They don't play for their family. They play for each other. When you have that that magic ingredient of just – I'm going to do everything in this world possible not to let my buddy down. Mm-hmm. And whether I like the guy or not mm-hmm. is irrelevant. doesn't have anything to do with anything. What I love doing is playing because this guy is counting on me to do his job, so I will not let him down. And what I see week in and week out, and the good coaches, all of them say that to me, right? They don't play for the coach. Right. The coach knows that. Coach's job has only one job. Get his guys in position sure. to make plays. You're not playing for him. You're playing for your buddies. Then when that happens, everybody is rewarded, right? The family's rewarded, the owners mm-hmm. are rewarded, and, and the coaches are rewarded. And if you can get that, now that's so much easier said than done, right? Especially in NFL because, you know, when things go awry and guys are, are in a contract year or coming up on free agents, you know, they're looking out for them. Sure. And that's the the biggest challenge I think of the NFL. And if you can get that man, it's 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 really fun and cool to watch because you're getting great players uh, playing at a high level. Like I'm watching these Carolina Panthers. Everybody uh, up their game for PJ Walker because they wanted PJ Walker to be successful. The offense, the defense, the run blocking, everything was just such at a high level, man. And mm. I just, you know. I get that's the stuff that I get so much joy out of watching that and so much admiration. And also, remember we talked Monday about the recognition of blessings mm-hmm. and that for some years, and not all years in my NFL career, but for some years, I were on teams like that and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I there was nothing more rewarding professionally when you're part of that group that is playing for each other and their success is more important than your success. Yeah. That's uh that is an awesome thing. And uh much like my relationship with you. Much <laughs> like it. Yes, exactly. Uh well, I know they have a great team uh, at Willis Spangler Starling. Their attorney firm is awesome. They are our official attorney firm on the Spielman and Hooley podcast. They are my attorneys, and they will remain my attorneys because I know the attorneys there personally. They're great people, but I can vouch for their expertise, their insight, their character, and the fact that they are passionate about what they do. That's a key in any profession. You want someone like that to represent you and protect your legal rights, so you want Willis Attorneys on your team. WillisAttorneys.com is the website. Truman Boulevard and Hilliard, easy to find, easy to deal with, personal injury, estate planning, workers' comp, any. Thing that you have from a legal perspective, they will have the expertise to cover it. Remember, Willis Spangler Starling. Checking the old uh, Spielman and Hooley email inbox here, and we got some responses from people regarding our comments about Maslin. Uh, Jeff says his wife is an administrator nice. at Maslin. Big leaguer. Big leaguer. And give me a tour the next time I'm there, if wow. ever. I will be there, I hope, when I'm back next year for the Ohio High School football Jeffrey, playoffs. Make sure that your wife takes her uh by my shrine i mean my picture and my stuff all my trophies and stuff there i'm sure you'd like to see that maybe I would. take a selfie i would love to <laughs> do they have a do they have a display dedicated to you oh. they should <laughs> no there's so many got just there's so many great players there man jaden ballard on his way to ohio <laughs> state from uh, maslin uh, uh this is from steven he says, just listen to the show Monday, some great commentary. Conspicuously absent was any commentary about the Hoban Maslin game. He refers to you as Mr. Wheaties Box. Are you still in a bad mood or maybe still analyzing the total domination? Just curious. Be well. Well, you know, 
Hoban's recruiting is off the charts. Uh, yeah, it's as good as Moeller's was back when I played. Better so. than better than Maslin's recruiting. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> no, what are you? Maybe you guys you? have spent too much on uh, all kinds of things like jumbotrons and indoor facilities. You need to devote a little bit more uh, to you know, the. Uh, fortunately for us, all our kids play are are from Maslin. Yeah. I mean, at the time that they're playing there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, here is. Let me see here. Uh, Here is like uh, an email from uh, Bo. He's from Mogador. Where is Mogador or Mogador? Mogador is, is, I think that's up uh, my way. It's, uh, by the way, it's I before E except after C. Uh, Here is uh, his email. Try uh, to record and catch Ironton State Championship game this weekend. Reed Carrico will remind you of an old 33. Bruce. After watching him play Saturday night, I texted a good friend and former McKinley coach Terry Forbes. Carrico is a great okay. football player. Oh, she's going to like him. Got some Spielman in him. Wow. Terry's best reply, best compliment, or Terry's reply, best compliment a linebacker can get. Got some Spielman in him. I agree. Wow, that's cool. Thank you. Mogador. Northeast Ohio. I think we can consider Mogador Northeast Ohio. Yeah, I thought I thought it'd be cool. I was watching, you know, when, as a writer, you're sitting there in a press box. You're trying to figure out. Okay, where am I going to go here? What are my storylines? What am I keeping my eye on? And Reed Carrico is the uh, Ohio State commit, four-star linebacker from Ironton, 6'3", about 220. Um, and they wear uniforms uh, that look like old Cleveland Browns uniforms. Yeah. I mean, they're orange and black because they're the Tigers, but you know, if you can make the leap visually from black to brown, they look like old Cleveland Browns uniforms, all white, orange helmets. And I didn't know they weren't on the field yet because I got there early and I thought, well, this is going to be pretty cool if Carrico wears 33 because I knew you wore 33 yeah, in high right. school, and he wears 28. So um, he did not have a great game, I will say that. Um, but he was – Kirtland had – you know, you take a visual picture of the talent on the field when they come out, and you think, well, oh, that team looks way bigger and more depth. And Ironton had a couple guys like Carrico, and Kirtland had, like, a sideline <laughs> yeah. full of guys like Carrico and uh, Kirtland's a machine. They used to be D seven. Now they're D five. You mentioned it. They're right next to Menor, which is a big school district up in Cleveland. So yeah. they're pulling kids from Menor. Everybody wants to be part of a winner, and um, and they're rolling. They won forty one in a row. Reading, yeah, they never had some, a shot. Reading never. one about the faith portion on Monday. Um, yeah, or looking uh, for it. Wait a minute. There it is. That's it. Okay. Uh, hello, Bruce and Chris. Just wanted to tell you, Monday's faith portion was great. Great scripture from Peter. People need to grasp that the devil is real and not just some cartoon character with a pitchfork. My Sunday school class was talking about Peter's journey a few weeks ago. I can't read the story of Peter denying Christ without crying. Just hits me how Peter must have felt when that rooster crowed for the last time. Ooh. What I really like, yeah, I know that's searing. What I really like to tie in with that scripture is Matthew sixteen sixteen through 19. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Amen. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What a powerful endorsement of Peter, and yet he still denied Christ. But like you said on the show, Christ was building him for what he wanted out of him. Like an axe when he says we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That Thank transformation you, is really amazing. In I like Peter. that axe uh, verse too. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, really something to uh, contemplate the change in Peter. So, um, thank you for all the emails. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, okay, brownies on the road on Sunday at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's lost nine in a row. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville doesn't, we don't know yet if it's going to be Gardner Minshew or the immortal Jake Luton at quarterback. And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> the Browns better watch it in Jacksonville. <laughs> they are, better watch it. Without are, Miles Garrett and now without Denzel Ward. Denzel yeah. Ward out for a couple weeks with a calf strain. <laughs> That's a, it See, it's to- amazing how... Somebody on a podcast one time said that Denzel Ward was a high-risk pick because he's always hurt. Okay. Are you done betting yourself I'm just saying. <laughs> he's hurt a lot. He is. I can't he's lie. You were right. A lot. You were right. So what do you want me to say? 
I want you to tell me whether you think I'm crazy to I think, think Jacksonville crazy. can beat them. Okay. Yeah, no, it's the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody. Anybody can beat anybody. Jacksonville has the third leading rusher in the NFL, a kid named Robinson, I believe number 20. Undrafted free agent. Yes, yeah. James Robinson with 762 yeah. rushing yards. Really good, tough runner. Uh, defense plays hard. They play hard. They just don't have a quarterback. And so it's hard when you don't have They will a have one next year. <laughs> Who's, oh, yeah? Well, they'll have Trevor Lawrence. They'll have Justin Fields. They'll yeah. have... Whoever they be, if they like the BYU kid, if they like the North Dakota State what about kid, the Jets. Well, I mean, there's four pretty good quarterbacks yeah. sitting there. I mean, they're gonna have they're gonna have one. Yeah, that's the one you want, though. You know. Yeah, I think probably Lawrence will be the one everybody wants. Just his size. Yeah, and his mobility. I yeah. mean, yeah, the the guy that yeah, I I mean, look, it's the NFL, right? I get it. If they just stick with what they do, and you know, they're actually going to be able to play in nice weather, I think. I don't know the weather report for Jacksonville, but it's not going to be grapple and rain and wind like they've been playing in the last two or three Although weeks. I've never been in a harder rain in my time on earth than I was going through I Jacksonville, yeah. Florida. I mean, the, we- or the temperature is going to be different. You would think, yes. They just do what they do. Their offensive line and running game is solid. Baker, don't turn it over. Make plays when you need to, which he does. They'll be fine. And Browns are going to finish 10-6, and 11-5 and five this year. Here is an interesting. Are you going to be on like cheering for them if they get to the playoffs? I'm cheering for them. All right, I'm just You're I'm just, just so cautious. Crazy. I'm like a I'm like a guy who you know has been his business partner did him wrong a few times, and I'm letting him back in to be a part of the business, and I'm just watching right. him. I'm just watching those Browns because I don't you know I every I saw him lose to the Raiders at home and they got dominated. They got. They got I, well, physically yeah. dominated. They, the Raiders are, can do that to anybody. They can, but I mean, just saying, I've seen the Browns, you know, get Boy. ahead of themselves, and once everybody starts talking about how great they are, that's yeah, that's the that's, <laughs> they have not proven Wait. they can handle that. Cleveland France, Cleveland Browns fans aren't prone to hyperbole, are they, Bruce? A little bit, a <laughs> little bit, and and Kevin Stefanski Sunday when that game was won, he kept throwing the ball, like run the ball. Run it. So, this is an odd stat. Gardner Minshew has thrown for more yards than Baker Mayfield. Even though Baker Mayfield has started and played every game and Gardner Minshew's missed the last three. So, that just tells you Jacksonville's behind all the time and throwing the ball. Yeah. I mean, I don't get caught up in all that. But it also shows that the Browns don't throw it as much as most normal NFL teams. No, they don't. don't Everybody's trying to get back to that offense with running the ball first because you know why you knew it was coming because everybody started going smaller on defense so you get more physical because everybody's playing nickel or dime defense most teams play nickel which means five defensive backs in a linebacker position uh probably 70 percent 80 percent of the time so teams say fine we're going to go and go four yards that's what we're going to do uh, let me remind you that I have coffee for you upstairs Thank you. so that we don't forget. From uh, where? From Hemisphere Coffee uh-huh. Roasters, two boxes. And it's doubling down. It serves its purpose at your home as the world's best coffee. It serves its purpose around the world as um, fostering great mission efforts throughout the world because they buy it direct from growers in foreign lands, and those growers then do great things in their local communities. And it also serves as the best air freshener for my daughter's bedroom because Spiels would like his coffee when he comes through the door, but my daughter has commandeered it and has it in her room. And even though it is in box, even though it is in its K-cups that are sealed and they're the best quality K-cups, even though the K-cups then are in a box, which is then closed and sealed with tape, the freshness and the aromatic beauty of hemisphere coffee still wafts its way into my daughter's room so when you leave remind me to go in there oh, I will. and wake her up and open her closet door well, hey, that's the get... choice she made she made the choice she did i said do you want me to take it out now last night when she went to bed she's like no can we leave it in here all night i'm like sure oh, so right. hemisphere coffee roasters and here's the deal they have christmas blends my friend nice. i was out there yesterday i do i wonder if they put some in my little box no because you I don't think they did. They might have. I don't know. I didn't watch them when they put it in there. But listen to these holiday flavors and descriptions. Fall harvest, a bushel of apples with cinnamon. I'll take that one. Pumpkin pie spice. I'll take that one. 
Really? Spicy pumpkin with vanilla notes. I'll take that one. Frosty's favorite, a blend of cinnamon and graham cracker flavors. Busy, busy, busy. Are you singing now? That's from Frosty. Time to move on. I just thought thought of that little mad magician with the wily mustache. Uh, Christmas blend is Ethiopia and Southeast Asian coffee, Mm. direct trade coffee that they have. White Christmas, a delicious blend of caramel, vanilla, white chocolate, and cherry flavor. Okay. Mistletoe mocha, chocolate, and mint combined for a great holiday flavor. Uh, Paul Kurtz, the head of uh, Hemisphere Coffee yesterday, told me the mistletoe mocha is fantastic. And Java Jingle, rich macaroon cookie flavor dusted with spiced cinnamon and a nutty hint. Wow. So there you go. And they have, I've, I saw yesterday, their array of gift packs, and uh, they have a 15 K-Cup sampler. You can order 15 K-Cups in a really cool box. They'll ship it anywhere in the country. And so this is how you handle the out-of-town relatives. We think probably this year, COVID, I don't think it's going away uh, until December. Coming in my house. I don't know about anybody so, else. So, you know, send Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee. They can put a mug in there. They can put. They have little tiny packs, sampler packs. They have obviously one pound, two pound, five pound, whatever you want. So they can hook up, hook you up with anything. Go to their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Click on any uh, item, and you'll get 15% off when you mm-hmm. use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. Um. Yeah, they do a great job. Uh, big, big uh, example of my self-service and sacrifice and give, give, give. <laughs> I can't even say it with this. And the, and the extreme humility that he does it with. <laughs> you were a little late on this. Sorry. You were you're well, just a little it's off. The, it's the humility <laughs> as you do it that really sets it apart. That's the better. Selflessness. <laughs> That's so <laughs> That's uh, that's so much. He not better. only carries his own cross, folks. He carries about six more. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so I go and I've <clears throat> told you for weeks now that I've needed more coffee. <laughs> because weeks being Monday, we had one. Yeah, <laughs> we had one uh, pod left of uh, Hunter's Blend. Nothing else except a name brand coffee. So there, there oh, once again, talk about this morning. Suffering. You talk about suffering. That's it. One right of the there. things I do is get my wife's coffee so when she wakes up, that she all she has to do, there you go. push it down, hit the start button. Every day that I'm home, something just, you know, it's just a little thing that I do. It's, it's you know, I know she, I think she appreciates it. So yeah, sure. there's one Hunter's Blend and there's a box of, an old box before I was introduced <laughs> yeah. to Hemisphere. And I had to make the choice. Oh. <laughs> you will be happy to know that I saved her the pod of Hunter's Blend. Wow. And I took one for the team and, and drank a name brand wow. coffee that wasn't even. I mean, once you go, I mean, seriously, once you go to this, I'm, I'm dead serious that you don't, you won't go back. Well, because it's just different. It, it there's that, my biggest thing that I can't stand um, coffees that is the bitter like aftertaste mm-hmm. and this is this doesn't have it so if you're interested in that try it just try it because it's uh you won't go back i'm telling you no they've gotten tons of repeat orders from our customers or listeners and we appreciate that and they do too and uh the partnerships work works well for everybody and they are they are super great people i sat down with paul last yesterday and we had a nice long conversation about how god's hand moves in our lives and they're, they're just awesome people and uh we're glad to be a partner with them yep Okay, uh, Buckeye Hoops starts today, 2 p.m., 2 p.m., Illinois State. Oh, the Redbirds. But pending negative COVID tests for all. The Ohio State women were supposed to start today as well against Akron. Somebody had a positive COVID Uh. test. Game is off. So Chris Holtman said Monday that if anybody on either team has one positive test, the game is off. They tested them early in the week. They'll test Illinois State early today. They'll test the Ohio State players early today. You're Mr. COVID testing every yes. week. What, how accurate is the rapid testing? Um, the PCR is more sensitive, and so it's a little bit more is accurate. Is that the swab up the nose? Both of them. The, both, both I take. The ones I have experience with is the the PCR goes a little further up the nose than the That's the brain. Test. That's the brain yeah. biopsy. I would say this. I talked to a couple NFL teams. They couple of them don't think it's transmitted while playing yeah, uh, they don't have any from my understanding i could be wrong on team. this this is just 
I don't want to say gossip. It's just yeah. it's just yeah. conversation. A yeah. uh, couple of people that I've talked with around the league said they are really one of the reasons why they keep they're able to keep it going is that it's not transmitted when they're playing against each other during competition because you know wearing mask while you're in practice is they think a waste of time but we get it you yeah. know they're, they're trying to do everything possible sure. to eliminate all risk but i, I look I, I understand look my daughter who's supposed to open up sunday against valpo <clears throat> you know her the bowling greens had i don't know i think seven girls test positive and seven not but you know they their practice and their routine has been crazy like everybody else's because then you if you don't if you test positive you're out 10 days if you don't test positive but you're close contact you're out 14 days unless you're in the nfl and after five days if you take two negative tests in a row you're good to go so it, it, it's just there's no rhyme or reason i i do think you know there once this vaccines are available then you know, we can get back to the sports schedule as we want to end in uh, for high schools. You know, I'm disappointed in these high schools closing down and just there's all kind of information out there that you know, zero, virtually zero percent chance of kids mortality rate. Uh, there's been 169 deaths with kids with co co comorbidities, which Obviously, that's devastating, but, you know, <laughs> and the transmission from kids to adults, I guess a new study came out is small, I, whatever. But I, I just think my whole point is, you know, sports are important in the total education and for the my, the mental well-being of a lot of people in this country, in this world. Yes, they and are. And when you just keep, you know playing these games it's, it's very difficult uh to, to navigate but we, everybody does everybody's sacrificing all that stuff so uh the governor yesterday said that it would be his preference that no fans would be admitted to any high school sporting event through december the 31st of course it would be but the ohsaa is thankfully leaving it up to its member schools and so check with your local school district on whether there will be fans allowed at games uh, Ohio State will not have any parents or fans at any winter sports competition. Have you heard anything about wrestling? I meant to touch base with Tom Ryan. Uh, wrestling, I you got your... on. I know the high schools are practicing. Okay. Um, Seth Towns, by the way, the Harvard transfer, will not play today for Ohio State. He's still not ready to play. He's uh, had two knee surgeries in the last, I think, two years. He's a big uh, transfer from, I think he's from Northland. And... Uh, so Seth Towns will not play today, and they don't know exactly when he'll play. You may see Musa Jallo today. You may not. Uh, you may see Kyle Young, the Maslin Jackson product, yeah. taking three-pointers in the Caleb Wesson role. And by the way, Caleb Wesson did not get drafted in the NBA draft. He did which not. Did not surprise you, I'm, me. I'm not surprised. Does either. not surprise me. Did no. you get a free agent? Well, somebody will offer him a free agent yeah. deal where he will probably be able to make more money in Europe, so he probably will head to Europe yeah. to play for a while, but... He could end up back in the NBA, which is where Jay Sean Tate is. Yeah. Jay Sean Tate's been signed by the Houston Rockets. Great so. story. Yeah, hopefully he makes a team. Yeah, but hopefully he does. Guy that went and improved his three point shooting. This is a great Dramatic. story. Yeah, hard worker, and uh, Mike Red made himself yeah. into a NBA All Star, gold medal Olympian. He was taken in the second round by the Milwaukee, or yeah, by the Milwaukee Bucks. And so, where you're drafted or not drafted doesn't mean that you can't make it. It just means that um, you know. The road is a little bit bumpier, so well, we'll do just that. Just interesting story about perseverance is P.J. Walker was cut twelve times. Whew. You know, up, up up and down from practice squad. Tell five, the people yeah. who P.J. Walker is. Start, well, it took uh, Teddy Bridgewater's place at quarterback mm -hmm. for the Panthers last week. Just the great P.J. Walker, XFL. pride of Temple. Yeah, forty nine starts. There you go. I don't care what you say. You start 49 That's games at a good. Division One school as a quarterback. That's it's right. pretty good. That is very good. Uh, November is getting away from us. Thanksgiving is Thursday. That means December will get away from you quickly. And if you're getting ready to take a good hard look at your health insurance, the time is now. Open enrollment ends December the 15th. And so don't put it off until the very end because you might forget. And then, whoops, you are either without insurance or you're stuck with a plan that doesn't work for you like your previous one did, or just wouldn't you feel better if you knew that the doc you want, the hospital you want, the copay you can afford, and all that is ordered the way you want it for the coming year. 
You can do all that with our friends from auiinfo.com. They are available on a chat 24-7. So you set up your meeting there. You get your answers there. They'll do it on Zoom. They'll do it in person. They'll do it on the phone. Peace of mind is important, particularly if you have a family, you want the right health insurance. And auiinfo.com does not That's charge you. a great you. service. It is a great service. They do not charge you. The health insurance companies pay them, and they're not advocating for one over the other. They've got them all. They need to be the in, companies need people like AUI to connect them to people who they fit. So you might not know it. You're already paying for a health insurance consultant in the cost of your policy. So AUI info is a great service. Yeah. Uh, you want to you get what you pay for in most endeavors. With AUI, you get a way more than you pay for because you're not paying anything, but you're getting the expertise. I was in a little bit of a bind years ago with insurance, and I wish I would have known about a company like that or AUI yeah. back then. I don't even know if they were in business. They were. Or... They've been in business a long time. A family yeah. business started by uh, Chrissy's grandmother. Yeah. So great family business. What a great uh business though it's great service that yep. that because that that i gotta tell you and i'm sure i'm not like a lot of people if you look at polls one of the biggest things that causes me stress is you know health insurance are we covered could, just because i keep you know going from in in the world that we live in where i live in contracts at three years at a time mm -hmm. you know it's 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 a little bit anxiety driven it's just everybody I'm sure a lot of people, probably most of our listeners, can relate to on that. Absolutely. So. Yeah, one of the things she told me that I didn't know was if you're a realtor or a lawyer or a plumber or you're in business for yourself, you are looked upon by the health insurance you know, realm as a business a, with a lot of employees. So you have more options. So you don't have to just take Obamacare. What there about are a lot of people who think they'd have to take Obamacare. What about an in, independent broadcaster, an independent contractor in the broadcast world? I don't know. Maybe that would qualify. I'll, I'll, it could I'll, be. I'll, Maybe I'll have to get in touch. Well, right now I don't, but maybe in the future I'll yeah. have to get in touch with her. Maybe you will. Uh, let's see. Anything else here on my sports uh, list? Um, don't see it. Um, oh, well, college football playoff. Yeah. Rankings. The rankings come out. Yes. Right? What do you you buried the lead. I right buried right? the lead. I did. Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4. That's interesting. So that tells you they don't penalize Clemson for the loss to Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence, which I'm not sure they makes should. Makes sense now. And Clemson's played away more games. Ohio State, what's Ohio State? Four and a half. Um, and Ohio State, maybe if they'd have ripped Indiana, they'd have been ahead of Clemson. So there could I be agree. a lot of factors involved I there. I absolutely agree with that yeah. last point. Both points. They're not going to penalize Clemson losing a close game to Notre Dame without the best player in the country. Yeah, at Notre Dame, too. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, was that a double overtime or a multi-overtime so. game? Notre Dame's good. Notre I Dame think. is very good, yeah. Uh, Texas A&M 5, Florida 6, Cincinnati 7. So if the Bearcats were worried about BYU being the other Power 5 team that could snatch a bit, or non-Power 5 team that could snatch a bit, they don't need to. BYU's 14. Yeah. So well, clearly the committee values Cincinnati. Oh, well, I think the, the schedule is a little stronger. That was a big win. This uh, I actually... Watched it. Um, it was a, and a big win for Luke down at UCF last week. Yep. Central Florida, for those of you who It worked for that UCF. one. Yeah, and, um, you know, the, the Desmond Ritter kid has just gotten so – I love it when guys improve. He's improved years. a lot in the middle of the year. I mean, their offense has gotten so much better. Marcus Freeman has done a great job, mm -hmm. former Buckeye linebacker. I think Luke coached him, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Uh, and – Marcus has done a great job with that defense and coordinating. That's it's just a great story to watch, and Luke's going to be sought after again. And I got to tell you, he's not leaving in, unless it's the right job. So, in other words, if an Illinois or a Rutgers or a even a Michigan State wasn't the right job no, for Michigan him, say he can do better. Was he'll have his he'll have the opportunity to get involved with Michigan. I don't know if he wants to get involved with Michigan, but Michigan's going to be making a change. Are you, you think they're making a change for sure? Well, I mean, I assume they still want to be good in football. I got to tell you. Six that, years in, they're not good. I got to tell you that I did a – been doing radio shows. when I, After uh -huh. I do a Detroit game, it's like – it's very interesting. Yeah. What's the, what's the mood up there? Um, well, they're so down on the Lions, and but – like with Michigan, I mean, there's passion when they talk about the Lions. Like, there's not even any uh, uh, an emotion about talking about Michigan. You know that they, the Lions are still of interest because people hate them to death with <laughs> with passion sure. yeah. and vigor. 
with Michigan, it's it's like, huh? Yeah. Like nobody, yeah, they're just like giving up, almost like they've given up hope. Michigan football up there has become the the uh, child or relative that has gone off the deep end, disgraced the family name that nobody wants to talk about. And it, it's, a, it's an interesting position that ex-players are in because one of their own. Yeah, that's a tough spot. Is an ex-player, right? They want to love him. They want to be loyal to him. But, you know, your eyes see what your eyes see. They're six years in, and they're farther away than they were his first year. Yeah. And I was asked in the same question and the same answer. I've talked to Coach Meyer about this, um, talked to other people. You and I have talked about it from day one about not him not being able to get a quarterback that's off the charts. And I, and then the comparison I made on the radio yesterday, it's funny because Urban Meyer was able to get three with, with well, uh, Braxton Miller, J.T. Barrett, and Cardale Jones. Well, remember, I would say that it, to anyone who would think that, you know, he's coming back or he should come back or whatever, what has he done well? And I don't sit here with the with the – joy that a lot of Buckeye fans do when they rip him. I'm just looking at it objectively. Are they recruiting well? No. Are they developing players well? No. Are they at a point where they've dominated everybody in the Big Ten, but they just aren't quite to Ohio State's level? No. No. They're they're Digressing. They're digressing. Thank you. That's the perfect word. They're now closer to having to work their butts off to beat Rutgers than they are to beat Ohio State. And Rutgers is improved, but not anywhere close. He's done a great job there. He has done a great job. Look, if Michigan went to Illinois, would you expect that to be an easy win for Michigan? No. If Michigan went to Iowa, who would you favor? I favor Iowa. If Michigan went to Northwestern, you'd expect Northwestern. Northwestern to win that game. Michigan went to Wisconsin, you'd expect Wisconsin to win that game. If Michigan went to Purdue, would that be, oh, Michigan will win that, I don't have to worry. Oh, no. Purdue, I'd pick. So that's just not what they signed up for when they signed him at the rate they signed him. Or what him they're paying all. him for. Either. Right, exactly. So I think you have to make a change. And I don't know how you work it so that he saves face and they save face and the ideal way is for him to say, I can't mince words. I didn't get the job done. It hurts me deeply. Huh? I tried everything I could. I don't understand what went wrong, but I'm not getting the job done. And for the good of Michigan, the school I love, I have to step aside. That's the ideal way. He doesn't, I mean, his contract's up, right? Yeah. Is he going to do that? I don't know. Because is that quitting? Oh, he, I don't think he'll ever do that. Well, okay, so there you go. That's the dilemma. Yeah. So if he won't jump, they got to push. And if they won't push, then they're going to continue to yeah. be what they are. Because, look, six years is enough time. Yeah. It's just enough time. You think Ohio State's ready for the football playoff? No, they got to figure no, some things out in the back end. And yesterday, out. Kerry Combs was saying, and Ryan Day were saying, no, we're committed to the single high safety. Well, he gave up four passes? Four passing gains of 50-plus yards? Now, look, I'm just going to tell you, Freifogel's good and Fillier's good and Penix is good. They're going to face way better offenses with way better defenses on that same team that will not allow you to score 42 points in a playoff game. So if you can't... Did they get it figured out defensively, and some of that might be moving off your commitment to man coverage and a single high safety. You might be putting yourself in for problems. There's, there's, there's a, there's always a happy mix. I'm only saying my philosophy. I, they do what they know. They, they coach the guys. They're with them every day. I think there's a mix when you can, depending on. It's all based on formations and down and distance and scouting reports and all that stuff. But the one thing that when you have that bunch formation and that last touchdown, when I saw Baron Browning out at corner, I'm saying, you know, you're not giving – you're not – remember I talked about coaching, put your position guys in position to succeed. Mm-hmm. You're not putting him – it's nothing to do with Baron Browning. Nothing. No. You're, it, it could be anybody, any linebacker out there. But I, I you got to get off the man coverage on that, or you got to get up and press so they Baron Browning can't get picked, or you have to you have to audible 
and there are certain zone coverages that you can check to to that, and everybody kind of play in and out a little bit of matchup when they come into your zone. But that's or you do an all out blitz and make sure because they they had an empty backfield. And you make sure they don't have enough guys to, to, to pick it up, yeah. to block it. I mean, there's all kinds of different things. That I'm not being overly critical. I'm just saying take a look at certain things, and maybe we need to make this adjustment. You remember, that's a great thing about Urban Meyer. I'm not. This is not an indictment on anybody. I'm no. just saying a great thing about Urban Meyer was after that Clemson Orange Bowl. Never. I mean, never again. Never again. It's so, yeah, well, and I mean, after really both Clemson games, after the Clemson Orange Bowl, where Sammy Watkins just caught, well, it's, you know, caught pass after passes. pass after pass out of the backfield and eighteen catches, eighteen, yeah, for a wide receiver, Urban's like, no, no more of that. Yeah. We're playing press coverage and we're going to get up on him. And then after the other Clemson game, the thirty-one to nothing game, that was an offensive issue. He's right. like, we're not good enough. How how quick was that change made? Um. Well, Do you I don't think I don't think the guys made it off the plane and home before they were told they wouldn't be coming back. I think when you hand a guy a business card from a moving company, that probably is. I'm exaggerating. I think I don't know. But there I, were changes. I don't know. That, I'm not saying. I, I mean, not, it, it might, might be not be exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> here, Ed. Here, Tim. <laughs> yeah, they were both but, gone. So I mean, but that's. That's brutal. That had to happen. Fair or not fair, he, I mean, like, he's pretty decisive in when, if he sees something and it's not working, he's not afraid to change it. No, well, I was talking yesterday with Stan Willis from Willis Spangler Starling, and Stan said, do you remember when Braxton was the quarterback and they were playing, I forget who he said they were playing, but that the other team had their best corner on an Ohio State tight end. It was early in Urban's tenure, and, and that was because their wide receivers didn't compel the other team to put their best cover guy on a wide receiver. And remember what Urban said about the wide receivers that he inherited? Yeah. Our wide receivers are a train wreck. <laughs> so he wasn't just exacting in his expectations of his coaches. He was exacting in his expectations yeah. of his players. And I just think it's interesting. Did anybody at the press conference ask him about blitz pickup? I don't know because I didn't listen, but I would assume they tore apart everything defensively. I, I no, I uh, mean, the, oh, you mean the offensive, offensive pit, picking up Indiana's yeah. blitz because they were. I think yeah. there were five sacks. There should have been ten if it wasn't for Justin Fields' strength. Yeah. So I did anybody ask? I about don't know. That? I don't know. I I've sat through enough press conferences and I'm not. You don't listen anymore. I'm not were covering you? them. Oh, on you're a not daily covering basis. them. Okay. No. I thought basketball. You, I could tell you more about basketball, but. I cover uh, basketball. I don't cover football. All right. So, yeah. Good. So we'll see. All right. Uh, we got a nice Facebook comment this morning. We do? We do. From uh, David Janice Bowden. That's a Bowden family. They appreciate both of you because your stand on your faith and your commitment to your faith. The show is great. Thanks very much. We appreciate that. And they also say they love your laugh. Uh, it's, it's extremely annoying to me. It is. Because I have the same laugh as my brother when I hear him laugh. I want to tell him, shut up, man. Well, because you usually are laughing at your own stuff. That's probably why. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there's nobody that thinks I'm funnier nobody, than me. <laughs> nobody appreciates your humor more than you. Are we drawn today, by the we way? We can. Oh. I have COVID-19 an, relief. I have a... Uh, Keep those nominations coming. I have an... In, <laughs> till when? Do we I don't know. <laughs> your wife's the one that's in charge of the money. I'm just going to keep giving away your money give, until you give, tell me give. to stop. Give, give, give. Until you tell me to stop. No, I'm just kidding. This is awesome. And I know how much folks appreciate this. And yep. it makes Bruce and I uh, humbled, really, in all seriousness, that we're able to do this. There's okay. three. Three winners. And one is Clay Hippenmeyer. Clay, I believe, was one of our first nominees. So we tell you that they stay in until they're pulled, and that is the truth. Susan for Sherry. She was nominated April the 3rd. Wow. And Kevin for his wife, nominated a few days ago. And Madeline for Xavier, and Xavier was nominated May the 1st. So there uh, you go. Interesting note. We got a nice uh, Twitter message. 
about how much a winner we did appreciate it, which was really cool. Yeah, uh, you don't need to do that, but it. Uh, well, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear. Like we were talking about um, on Monday, that it. it oh, it's not pride. It's just oh, good. Somebody has um, benefited from that. Speaking of which, my friend, mm-hmm. do you have that? Are you looking for? I'm that? looking for. It. Yeah, I uh, know that the pressures of COVID are getting to people. Mm-hmm. And the, the curfews and the lockdowns and the shutdowns and, you know, being made to feel like it's your fault uh, under, I think, which, you know, I would lead in a different way, but that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. How do I know that the pressures are getting to people? Because I've experienced it the past two days, and this is a faith-based, faith, starting the faith portion of our podcast. I called Carrie into the office yesterday. I was doing some Bengal stuff, and I said, I got to share you a couple stories with you. And I'm only sharing this because it was a God experience that I had, and that I was able to do something against my Chris instinct and responded what I like to think biblically. So, as you're aware, every Monday I have to go get a COVID test. Mm-hmm. I go to the same place. The doctor is now laughing at me because I have to go in to get a COVID test, and I've already had COVID. And he says, what are they doing? And I say, I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm told, and if I want to work at this business, I follow their rules, what they tell me to do, just the way I do it, right? So as I get to the parking lot, the the parking lot, it opens at 10. I have a standing appointment every Monday at 10. I did that way back in uh, July. I started making appointments. Starting this week, I need all these weeks on Mondays. Can you put me in? They said, sure. Mm-hmm. So everybody's in their car at 957, probably seven cars there. 959. I get out and just start walking to the door, mm-hmm. I, and I stand at the door, and it's ten, and I look down on my phone. It's 10 o'clock, and I'm waiting for the person to come open the door. Well, as I got out, all of a sudden, everybody's rushing out of their cars, and there's this one lady, and she looked at me with such uh, disgust mm. and such, um, like, anger. Yes. And she says, excuse me, I was here way before you. I'm here in line before you are. And I said, well, that's fine, ma'am. You can go in front of me. I just have an appointment at 10 o'clock. And she goes, well, no, I don't want to go in front of you. So we go in. I say hi to all the Mm -hmm. workers there because, you know, it's been 12 straight weeks that they see me. And, um. She's three rows behind me, and as I'm after I check in, I go to sit down. Um, I hear the workers say, "If you don't have an appointment, you can't come in." And she's walking out the door, and she came over and she said, "I apologize for that." And obviously, and what prompted me not to my Chris way would have been, "Are you insane?" Yeah. But my godly way was obviously she's scared. Or she's hurting, and I blame that on leadership, by the way. Uh, and she's very nervous, and she looked frazzled. So I didn't want to add to her anxiety. So it was amazing experience for me to experience God because I took a deep breath before I answered her, and I felt the Holy Spirit tell me just let her go or be be. Be careful how you answer this. Mm-hmm. Right before I said, yes, ma'am, you can go, and, and I have a, an appointment at 10, but you're more than welcome to go in front of me. And then she apologized. And I thought that, you know, what a, I was, thank you, God, moment. When, yeah. I, when, when I got through the test and was driving home, I just had a moment where I thank God for speaking through me instead of me speaking. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Well, I know it does to you because I know well, you here's fight what I, similar battles. Here's what you. I hear in there. Okay, so your normal, natural reaction would have been to respond in kind, right? Yeah, it would have been a snarky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so I had an appointment at 10. Get, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter who's in, whatever. I, it, so 
Like she when, attacked me, basically. Right. So when we react that way, how can we react that way? Well, if you're um, a believer and you are trying to live obediently, you're relying on God's presence in your heart, which the gift he gives you when you become a Christian and accept his gift of salvation is the, f- the fruits of the Spirit. So you're, you're, you have inside you the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit, the, the things that his Spirit manifests in you or makes possible, love, she showed her love, joy, peace, yeah. patience, yeah. kindness, yeah. gentleness. Which is not of me. Or me, yeah, or most humans, self-control. Okay, so that's what I see. There is the Holy Spirit in action. I hear you living out what we talk about a lot, as much as is possible with you. Live at peace with all men, and take every thought captive. (sighs) That's to the Holy Spirit. That's the biggest one. Yeah. So we're trying to always live in that lane. That's not our natural lane. We're trying to live in that lane where God directs our thoughts, God directs our response, God directs That's our very reactions. Cool. That's good. And again, I, I want to emphasize to all out there that that wasn't, I mean, that's what the Holy Spirit can do for you. Then driving home, and I, I want to make it clear that I'm sure this lady's a very nice lady. I'm sure. I just think she was anxious. I think she was scared. I think she was desperate to get a test. I almost gave up my appointment for her. But I, I if if I didn't have to get a test, I wouldn't even gone. Right, you with can't it. work though. No, you get yeah. You that, yeah. If if I didn't have to do it for work, I wouldn't be getting tested. Right. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Obviously, I don't. I I don't need to get tested for something that I can't get. Which I I, I get. Well, there's the bad Chris. That's yeah. bad Chris coming up. Okay, so yesterday I'm I'm at a I'm picking up Thanksgiving dinner at an establishment. There's a prepaid line where you've already paid for it, and then there's a line, a regular line. Yeah. I didn't see the prepaid line when I first entered the establishment. So I'm in line, halfway through, I look down and there's the little circles about maintaining social distance. Fine, I'm maintaining my social distance. Oh, I said, Oh, wait a second. Didn't Carrie tell me? Yeah, she did. She told me she paid for this already. So I've made the awful mistake of going under the rope Uh to the prepaid line. And the guy that was in front of me, hey, what are you doing? You're cutting in line. You know that that's the prepaid line? (laughs) And once again, I take a deep breath and I say, uh, yes, sir, I do know it's the prepaid line. Um, I just happened to forget or forgot that my wife told me she already prepaid for this. Uh, she called me on the way over. I, for, I forgot. I just got in line like I've done for years at this particular establishment. But then she was wise enough and kind enough to make it as easy on me as possible. So she already prepaid it. Is it okay if I continue for I wasn't saying it's snarky or yeah, anything. Yeah. I said, are you prepaid? You're more than welcome to jump in front of me. And he goes, no, 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 no. Then he was, you know, I think recognized who I was. And how about those Buckeyes on Saturday? And, you know. So, I I mean, but the whole point of this is you never know when you're going to have to access Mm. the Holy Spirit. Like, those two things were like completely out of the blue out of the blue those are the biggest challenges kudos and and well no because i tell myself each and every day to be on my guard mm-hmm. stand firm in my faith be a man of strength be a man of courage do everything with love and 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 it it is we talk about the fruits of the spirit or blessings it's a blessing to be able to recognize when God uses you or responds through you. And I felt bad. I really felt bad that the uh, lady at the COVID test, uh, I felt for her because she was so anxiety-driven. And I think, you know, 
I have my reasons why she's anxiety. It might, you know, she might have an underlying condition. Uh, she might listen to certain people speak about monsters out there, and you know, and a doctor saying that if you have somebody over, you're going to kill your grandmother. I saw that on one of your twitters. Yeah, I mean, this. You stuff- want to have dinner with grandma at Christmas. Don't have dinner with her at Thanksgiving, or you, she won't be there at Christmas yeah. for you to have dinner that's, with. That's, that's that's very nice, sir. That's very nice. Well done. Way Leading to lead. through fear. Leading through fear. Yeah. And, and guilt so, and shame. Yeah. Well, it's our fault. You know, I, he, you know, he's not making these decisions. We are. So, you know, but I just want to encourage everybody. I I, I can't get on that right now because I was in a great yeah. freaking mood when I got here. Oh, you're getting coffee. <laughs> Your car will smell great going home. <laughs> But I just wanted to encourage everybody to access the Holy Spirit. Be ready to access it. Don't get caught off your guard. And I was, and the only reason that God allowed me to do that and for Him to respond through me, in my opinion, is because I exercise my faith every morning before I start anything. Yeah. As you know, I send a verse out to probably sixty people. Mm-hmm. Um, people that have requested it and, and my immediate family and, and uh, other family members. I sit there, I, I read St. Michael prayer. I sit there and I um, I just have another. Because I'm traveling, I do this little St. Christopher prayer. All in Jesus' name. Everybody relax out there. I uh, I sit there and I, I say that verse, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, that We've kind of adopted mm-hmm. for this going, show. Yeah. Yeah. And that verse allowed me to respond the way that I did. But that's because I try to maintain the discipline. I, I sometimes fall short, but I'm pretty, you know me, Bruce. Once I, I get into a routine, it's tough to get me out of that routine. Yeah. So I try to stay with it's a that. Great, the spiritual routine is a great routine to be in. And for me, what works best, some people works best at night. Some people, I've read, heard people praying or doing rosaries or reading Bibles or whatever while they're exercising. But for me, for me to be at my optimum, I have to have the Holy Spirit be at its optimum in me. And for that to be in me, I have to exercise that every single morning before I start my day. So that's my contribution to the spiritual part of our program. Yeah. And I think there's just so much in there that is obedient to the way God tells us that he's there for us to walk this difficult path of responding in love to everything. And, you know, he uses the visual image in one of the Gospels or several of the Gospels. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Abide John in me. John 15, 5, for those of you keeping score at home. Stay connected to him. Yeah. You know, a vine cannot bear fruit if it's disconnected, pruned away, cut away from the main branch. And um, so when we get disconnected, and I've spent a lot of my life disconnected, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's anything you're doing in your own strength as a an attempt to remain uh, in line with godly thoughts, godly behavior. If you're not relying on God's strength in you, it'll fail. Yeah. And if you're doing it out of your own strength, it won't. You'll fall be, short. Yeah, you'll fall short, and it won't be counted as service to him because it's your own thing. But all these flashpoint situations also reminds me of the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. You never know when that challenge is going to jump out at you from a normal, innocuous situation. You know the the thing that like upsets me the most about all those situations is that, you know, I, I'm sure that my two experiences, those people are very, very nice people. And I just think anger, I think, I do think that fear promotes anger and desperation. Yeah. And that's why if I were ever in a position of leadership, uh, I would never, I would be real, I'd be honest, but I would never, ever promote fear 
because when you promote fear, it promotes other things. It pro- provokes acts of anger. It provokes acts of danger. It suspicion. Pr- suspicion. When yeah, it's just not a healthy mindset, in my opinion. And you know, no, it's 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 not being critical. It's being of a person. It's being critical of a style. And when you lead by fear, uh, that I think it's transparent of what you feel. I think when you lead by courage and you inspire courage and you inspire common sense and you inspire a willingness to serve for the most part, people are going to do the right thing without (coughs) eliminating or promoting, uh, for lack of better term, uh, tattletaling or spying. It's, I mean, it's insanity. And I just think if the tone can be changed from fear to courage and fear, fear to selflessness and compassion and understanding, Mm -hmm. I think our response to everything in life would be a lot better. I am with you a hundred percent on that, my friend. So that's our challenge. As we go forward uh, here at Thanksgiving. Sorry, I ate up the, I thought that would be the appropriate term as Thanksgiving. I ate up the whole faith portion of the podcast, but I thought it was important to share that. Look at this gentleman from Brazil watching on Hola! <laughs> Whatever that means. Hello. Yeah, okay. Very good. That's great. Thank you, Rodrigo. We're happy to have you part of the podcast. Might win the prize for listening from the farthest away or watching from the farthest away. We appreciate that. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you can uh, enjoy the spirit of the holiday uh, because as Christians, we are all enormously blessed by a Savior who gave his life so that his perfection can be ours. Uh, That is the essence of Christianity. Jesus came to save sinners. And I'm and I got blessed this week by getting yelled at twice. There you go. That's the Holy Spirit working. Man. That's right. <laughs> so everybody have a great day, a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you again very, very soon. 